0: Hi, how you doing, folks? This is That Story Show, where we bring your real-life stories into the spotlight. It's episode 424, brought to you the week of September 8th, 2022. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and today we're bringing you bonus content from episodes 352, 353, and 355. This is what patrons get every single week. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some bonus content that you've never heard before. Thanks, and we'll see you next week with a regular episode.
1: Fill this room with the aroma of your...
0: (laughs) Welcome to stories that we couldn't fit onto the show, where we share share stories that we couldn't fit on the show. Why do I trip over that? I did it every week, where we share stories, where we share stories, where we we share stories. We do it. We do it. We do that. Well, this one uh, is uh, from, it's a long one. I got to scroll all the way down. Riley Wood. And uh, it's it. called Science Sicko. And man, is it! A, it is a travesty of a story. Uh, the story oh. is very well written. It, it's got a, a hilarity factor to it, uh, but it's dark.
1: It's dark. <laughs> so it's, get,
0: get ready for this. It's dark
1: comedy. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hi, James yeah. and John. I have another darker story for you. Before COVID hit and I was able to be in school in person, my algebra teacher, who we'll call Mr. S for legality, had a fun habit of telling us fun stories from his life after he had finished teaching the lesson and we were waiting for the bell to ring. Well, one day we were sitting silently in class, getting a head start on our homework, and he asked if we wanted to hear a story about his days in college. Yes, all of us clamored, knowing Mr. S's reputation Mm -hmm. as a good storyteller, and he started on this tale. And and I, I fact-checked this, by the way. I, I took parts of it and searched for it because it's so unbelievable that I thought it was lifted from some sort of storytelling website. But I found no evidence of wow. this not being a, a completely original story. But it is dark. So, well, class, he said, with a somewhat embarrassed smile over his face. What I am about to tell you is something that you should never, ever do. Ever. What I did was a big mistake and very, very wrong. Oh, Oh, said those of us who are paying more attention to his story than our homework. Back when I was in college (coughs) studying science, my professor told my class that we were going to be dissecting cats the next day and we all needed to be prepared. So my lab partner and I took this to mean that we needed to provide a cat for the dissection. A couple of people in the audience, cat lovers, turned green Anyways, we were Wait, freaking
1: you say, out. So say I thought they needed to provide their own. Cat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, no, it's,
0: a, no. it's just a it's a comedy of errors from now on out, right here. So yeah, oh, here we no. go. Anyways, we were freaking out. How are we supposed to get a cat at such short notice? My partner was freaking out so much. I told him I should I would take care of it. And I would find us a cat so we wouldn't fail the class oh, no. on my way home that night after I had assured my partner that everything would turn out okay. I saw my street was actually full of homeless cats just walking around in, in the twilight. This is perfect, I thought to myself. And I went back to my apartment to grab a white okay. trash bag. A few of us in the class uh, seeing where he was going with this also started to turn green. It was hmm. hard work, Mister S said. But eventually, I was able to catch the cat. <laughs> it was hard work, and I put it in the trash bag I had brought. In, and I tell you, though, once this thing was in there, it started clawing around and generally acting like a cat in a sack <laughs> would be expected to. I can't imagine. <laughs> so I started getting nervous, thinking some animal rights people would see me gathering supplies for tomorrow's dissection and call the cops. So I looked around for the nearest hard object and I found a dumpster. Oh, I no. took that trash bag and no. I swung it around and hit it as hard as I could to the metal oh. side of the dumpster. No. <laughs> no, said one of the particularly cat loving classmates. Oh no! Yes, I did. And I feel bad about it now, but I swung that trash bag against that dumpster over and over until the oh. cat stopped making noise.
1: And then This I, is incredibly dark.
0: I, and then I took it home and I didn't open the bag. <laughs> I saw the side of it drenched in red and a shiver oh. of it, apprehension for what I had done washed over me, but I brushed it off, telling myself that it was all for science, and for I was science. and I was gonna get a good grade on my project. Oh. So a violence happy classmate started giggling at this point, and I got a little frightened. The next day I brought my dead cat in a bag into the dissection and to the dissection and I told my lab partner what I had done he grinned and said that he knew we were going to get an A plus for the dissection because we were the only ones who had even brought a cat <laughs> wait I thought oh, no. if we're the only ones and sure enough the teacher walked into the classroom carrying a tray of formaldehyde covered dead cats for the dissection <laughs> it turned out We hadn't needed to provide our own cat after all. We quietly disposed of the body and proceeded with the dissection Uh of the legally euthanized cat rather than trying to sort through the mangled and bloody mess of the cat that I had killed Uh the night before. It turns out we didn't get a bad grade on the project either. Uh Almost everyone in the class was either horrified or dying laughing at Mr. S being a cat murderer. I myself not caring much for cats, but not hating any living creature found myself with my jaw hanging about down to my toes. And just then the bell rang and we all hurried to the next class. Not sure what to think about the fact that our algebra and science teacher was a cat murderer. I hope you enjoyed this story. Sorry if it was a bit long, peace, love and long live long lives to all of your cats. Riley Wood.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Riley. Mr. S.
0: Oh how I told you it was dark.
1: That was so. I mean, there was. You remember that movie? I think it was called Desperate or Extreme Measures or something like that. Desperate Measures, Desperate Extreme Measures It was about these these scientists who were doing experiments on homeless people. Oh, not it's not a true story. I, well, oh, I don't. Okay, it was, it was, no, it was, but it, you know they were they were getting these homeless people. I think Morgan Freeman was in it too, and he's like. One of the guys, we well, oh, we've got to do what we've got to do, you know, something like that. I don't remember, but that's exactly what that story reminded me. Of. <laughs> <laughs> These kids, well, we got to get an A. Where are we going to find a cat? Oh, oh man,
0: so oh, so I, terrible.
1: I don't mind sharing this here on on the show because I don't think my dad will ever find it. Hopefully, he won't. But my dad has a lot of cats.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we went, yeah, a lot. I mean, like probably over twenty wow and um he's given them all names he, he used to be a guy that just he he hated the cats you know mm. my my stepmom would feed him he's like don't feed them; they're gonna have, stick around here and He didn't want them around the house you know because they were you know cats and um eventually uh, something changed in his heart and he fell in love with having these cats so he felt the need to rescue all of them i think one of the the stray cats that was hanging around his house got injured oh. on his property. And he was like, Oh, I got to take care of these things now. So now he like is the cat man of the neighborhood. And oh boy. All the cats show. But anyways, um, a predator got one of his, uh, <laughs> I feel like I have to whisper this. <laughs> <A> predator <laughs> got one of his cats the other day uh. and, and he posted on Facebook how sad he was. Uh. I, don't, I mean, I feel bad because I know my dad's heart, breaks for this but on the inside I was like well dad there's one down let <laughs> get 20 more out of your house and you'll be just fine
0: oh they're in his house bless his heart oh yeah oh. He, and I bet you after this
1: event with the predator catching one of his cats they will all be inside his house like he'll go out he'll go outside at night and call all of the cats into the house oh man <laughs> it's kind of funny
0: oh man. Yeah, that hits home with me because my mom had so many dogs in the house. So and cat mm. and cats. Uh, it was terrible.
1: I wonder if uh Riley's teacher, Mr. S was driving through my dad's neighborhood. <laughs> That's where <laughs> his cat <laughs> went.
0: I don't know. He didn't say where he was from, but yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Okay.
1: Well, let me read this story from Aaron. Uh this has been titled Wrist Wrench. Mm. And I, I have no idea why. I just listened to episode one thirty five, bike wrecks. I remember that episode. I remember yeah. I remember that story. Yeah, that was there was you, some good stuff. You know
0: stuff. that was like ten years ago.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Ten years ago. Yeah. Man, bike that, wrecks. Isn't that crazy? Is that
1: is that I think that was the episode where I told the Bush the the story about the Bush word?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Well you'll have to go back and listen to episode one thirty five, and if I didn't tell it then <laughs> send a note <laughs> send us a, send us an a email anyway while i was listening to the stories it reminded me of one of my own which is what happens this is the time i tried to be superman the story is a little long just so you know i grew up in a small town with a population of less than 1000 people this happened the summer before i entered middle school so i was 12 or so i think anyway my friends and i would ride our bikes around all the time to each other's houses or wherever we wanted to go and hang out that was the beauty of being a a, a kid in a small town, right? Kids, ride, my kids ride.
0: never will never experience that.
1: I no. mean,
0: they had it a little bit in Florida, but not here.
1: No, my there, kids, and,
0: and there were so never. many pedophiles that lived in Florida that it was it, seriously, <laughs> seriously <laughs> the the map. You know, you'd look up the pedophiles on the map, and the dots were everywhere, and so you oh, never mercy. let your kids go too far.
1: Yep, stay right here. Well, one day we rode the three or four miles out to my friend's house to play video games or whatever we were doing that day. And when we were done, we got on our bikes to head into town. I decided that I was going to show off and ride as fast as I could down this gravel road and beat them all oh. to the end of it. This was great at first. I was going really fast. I was way ahead of them. And coming up on a hill, so I was, I was going to be able to gain even more speed. I get over the top of the hill and I start pedaling as hard as I could down the hill. Well, I must have hit a rock or something because the next thing I knew I was flying through the air. Time stood still. (laughs) I saw a honeybee flapping its wings at a very slow pace. Actually, the time didn't last that long at all. I felt a sharp pain in my knees from the gravel digging into them and I thought I must have sprained my wrist when I hit the ground. My friends caught up and made sure I was okay and then they thought it was a pretty epic crash. Anyways, I got on on my bike and I started walking back to my friend's house to see if someone could give me and my bike a ride home since the bike wasn't operational anymore. And in the meantime, my friends all went on to town without me because they were all jerks. <laughs> Some friends they were, huh? When I got back to his house, my, um, his mom, my friend's mom started freaking out about all the blood on my knees and started to clean me up like any mom would do. When she noticed I had a lot of pain in my arm, she decided to call my mom at work. Let me tell you, that just scared me because in our house, you didn't call any of your parents at work unless it was an emergency. And I thought I was going to get the whole, the butt whooping of a lifetime. (laughs) Well, my mom picked me up, took me to the hospital to get checked out. And it turns out the way that I fell, my left wrist didn't hit the the ground palm down, but instead bent. Like it was trying, like, like as if I was trying to touch my fingers to my wrist.
0: No, (laughs) no, No.
1: I I thought I wouldn't. I thought I didn't get the numb fingers during this, but it's happening. <laughs> my, my left hand is now tingling because uh. I've, I've empathized that pain. Thank you, Aaron. Um, anyways, it, it snapped. It snapped one of the bones in my wrist. and Not realizing that uh, this did, in fact, count as an emergency, I thought I was going to be even, in even more trouble because we now had to make an extra trip to get a cast put on. Mm. Well luckily, I soon discovered that I was not in trouble for all of this, but I was more scared about getting a butt whooping than I was about the pain I had already had from the bike wreck Not necessarily too funny but if but if you use the story, feel free to take liberties while reading it keep up the great show Aaron
0: No no, it's great i it, the yeah. thing that sticks out about to me other than the bone in his wrist um, <laughs> <laughs> Is the fact that he was so afraid, above all, of getting in <laughs> yeah. trouble. I can relate to that so hard. Because yeah. if you had a strict mom, especially one that did butt whoopings, I mean, your whole yeah. goal in life was to avoid that situation. And yep. you would do anything to keep from getting in trouble. And and I would have gladly have suffered with a broken arm <laughs> than <laughs> so have somebody mom go get out. my mom. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I never broke anything growing up, so I, I mm. never dealt with this. But uh, uh, now oh, both man. of my children have had their turns breaking bones. And, and I told them when they were little, I say, each of you get one bone. You can only break one. And uh, Jenna, Jenna immediately <laughs> rebelled and broke both of her her, her <laughs> wrist bones there. At the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. And then and then uh, after they healed she went to play sports and broke them in the same place again the oh, other way. Oh. No. Yeah. So she had Good a cast. Golly. She broke four bones and then and then Jay of course recently broke his elbow. So oh. broke the cap off the end of his elbow.
1: But I guess they showed you, huh? Well, yeah. I guess Jay's only broken one bone yeah, so. Yeah. He
0: is he's still the best kid so far. He's
1: he's the, the rule follower. Yeah.
0: All right. I we got one dad. We got TT Trucker, and uh, this is from Ethan S. from T South Dakota. Hey, James and John, it's Ethan. I'm writing to tell you guys a story. So we recently had gotten back from a trip to Omaha where we were just about home and we were about to take the exit that would lead us straight to our town. And this is where we noticed a man standing with his truck door open, and he was holding over the side of the road with him facing the door hinge of the red truck. It kind of gave the impression that he was peeing. So we started to get closer, not because we wanted to, but rather because that was the place we had to make our turn for, for almost straight shot toward our town. And we soon realized that not only did it kind of look like he was peeing, that he actually was peeing. <laughs> this man had pulled over and on the exit of a very busy interstate, he had opened his door, gotten out and started peeing. Not only was this disturbing, scarring, and also illegal, it sure did make for a strange experience, which is probably a questionable word to use to describe this incident. I love the show. Keep up the great work. Have a great day. Ethan S. from T South Dakota. See, I don't know. This must have been traumatizing for him uh, to to experience this. But I live in the city, and we have alleyways. (laughs) And we also live near night, night spots, nightlife spots, like bars and stuff and peeing Mm -hmm. on buildings and, and peeing in alleyways is a way of life around here. And so this doesn't even make me blink. It's like, I I bet truckers do (laughs) this all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Especially in in St. Louis.
0: (laughs) I I, I will tell you one time though, we were, we were driving between Jacksonville and St. Mary's, Georgia and on the side of the road was a very popular, huge mud bogging pit. And um, it happened to have uh, a- 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 billboards in this, in you know, just off to the side of the road that happened to be a part of the mud pit. Now, it wasn't official. Nobody, nobody had... Uh, uh, set this land aside for this purpose it was just a cleared field and a bunch of guys with four by fours just decided hey let's some mud bog you know and and, some mud. and so the uh the billboards were legally there but nobody else was but there were tons of people at this particular day and there were two women that had gone behind the billboards and i say oh, behind God. the billboards because from their point of view, they were behind the billboards. But from my point of view, and everybody that was traveling 65 miles an hour down the highway, they were in front of the billboards. <laughs> and both of them were squatting and peeing. Oh, no. full, full, full mooning, everybody. Oh, no. I don't know what they were thinking. They, they had their backs. <laughs> they had their backs to us, yeah. So I, I guess that was less embarrassing than doing it to the hundred or so people that were there. It, it, I get why, well, yeah. I don't know. But, Full
1: moon billboard.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: A little bit. Weird. It's Weird. just going to go behind the sign here. There's nobody going to
0: see us. It's, it's more like, oh. ain't nobody going to see us.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, this is South Georgia.
0: Yeah. Ain't nobody going to see nothing. I don't care if somebody sees oh, me. I'm, I don't. Want, I just don't want Earl to see me.
1: And that's right. They probably had a little too much PBR, and yeah. so they had to go PP. There you go. Uh, was it my turn for the next yes, one? Yes, it is. yes. Indeed. This comes to us from Katie, the Morgue girl. Ah. You know, the girl who couldn't spell Morgue and she, yep. or couldn't sound out Morgue and said Yeah. Um. Hi, James and John. Your last episode reminded me of a story. Uh, this is a family fart, by the way. Thanks for letting me read it, James.
0: <laughs> You're welcome, man. I gave you so, all the fart ones this I week. got
1: all the fart stories. You know I don't think they're that funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I did it just for you. Yeah,
1: thanks. So I can deliver them. Your last episode reminded me of a story and I figured I'd tell it. Okay. Let me let me preface with the fact that I am lactose intolerant. And for those who don't know what that is, it basically means I can't digest dairy as well as normal people. Well, one of the well-known symptoms of lactose intolerance is incredibly stinky farts. <laughs> so, I was hanging out in uh, my mom and dad's room while we were watching a show We had eaten pizza for dinner and I had forgotten to take a lactase pill with it. So soon I felt a rumbling in my tummy and I knew, I knew what was coming. I silently prayed that the smell wouldn't be horrendous, but I had no such luck. The smell filled, no, nay, it permeated the room (laughs) and my mom yelled at my dad, you stink. Hooray, I had a scapegoat. Because, of course, (laughs) ladies don't fart. Right. So I followed along and complained with her. Yeah, dad, you stink. But it wasn't me, he said. Who else would it be? My mom gagged. I couldn't hold in my laughter and finally burst out laughing. So it was you, my mom accused. I could only laugh as my dad, half laughing, half scolding, said, you tried to pawn it off on me. I caught my breath and said, well, it worked. (laughs) My mom (laughs) <laughs> Not for long. My mom ended up kicking me out of the room and made me go to bed. But I still laugh about it to this day. Thank you guys for the show. And sorry if this isn't well written. I'm a bit sick and my head feels foggy from all the farts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Katie, the more goo girl.
0: Uh, no, it's very well written, dude. Good job. Goodbye. Good job. Yeah, yeah, that- yeah. I I I think I shared this recently, but I'm constantly dropping SBDs. You know, silent but deadly. Oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 something to do with dieting or something, because I have never mm. had such a problem with gas as I've had lately, <laughs> and uh, it just losing weight must. I mean, it just must be a side effect or something, or maybe I've changed right. my diet or whatever. But uh, I I I am very good at getting them out without making any noise. Um, but the and I assumed. I assumed that I was getting them out without offending anyone with smell either. But <laughs> Jay, the other day, just the other day was like talking about something and, and he, and he just adds in. And by the way, <laughs> he says, and by the way. we know when you fart,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting away way. with
0: anything. Yeah. It was just added on. It was tagged <laughs> on to something else. I can't remember what it was. He
1: was talking about ham sandwiches
0: in the, yeah. oh, that, and by, by the way, the way we, we we know, know it, it when you fart, and I'm like, it, <laughs> I've been trying to be so smooth and trying to trying to be, sm- it's just like what I was talking about on the show, where I, I try to control things and I try not to offend people, but mm. there are things about me that apparently just, just come out and, and, you know, are going to do that, and I'm yeah. not even aware of it, so.
1: <laughs> you rascal. I'm You're just a rascal.
0: Just a bad man. That's what it is. I'm a bad human. Well, guys, that is all we have for you. These are the stories that wouldn't fit in the normal show. And you can see why there's a couple of huge stories, just long stories. And so I hope you enjoyed it. And I appreciate your contributions and your support to this podcast. And uh, thanks, John, for hanging out extra to do some uh, bonus content for our people. Always a pleasure. And we'll see you guys next week right here on that story show. Peace out. Bye. Welcome to stories that couldn't fit on the show where we share stories that couldn't fit on the show. Uh, this one's called drunk snake by Igor ruler from Gene, France. He says, I have a story for you that happened this week. It was late. So I decided I would go to sleep. Usually when I'm the last to go downstairs, i turn off the lights. So, Every night I go downstairs to get a glass of water. When I finish my glass of water, I go to turn off the light, and I saw a big freaking snake. Now the snake <laughs> the snake wasn't actually that big. I just wanted to make a reference to an old story. <laughs> when I saw nice. this, when I saw the snake, I called my parents. Of course, we had to catch it, but my dad accidentally scared <laughs> it, so the snake went into a tiny hole. Oh, I hate that.
1: Hate mm, that. Those are these jerks. Little jerk snake. Uh, well, that, well
0: that's the thing when they're out you can get them but when they hide they're gone they're they're invisible and they're just living inside your house and i can't handle that i couldn't live there anyway we tried <laughs> to get it out using a stick we tried spraying vinegar and alcohol into the hole <laughs> wow wow did you crucifying somebody with that What's the deal? <laughs> give them something to drink will you yeah uh, the snake oh, wow. wouldn't budge. Well, I wonder why he wouldn't come back out the hole, you know? I mean, just imagine <laughs> it from his perspective with a stick coming in and then vinegar, it smells really great, and then alcohol. You're like, what is this, a party or you're trying to get rid of me? I don't know. Um it turns out this hole was actually home to the uh Sokolgray Volclay. I don't know. I eat something that he says in his language, He's uh, He's a, a weird centipede basically that is very fast and it falls from the ceiling. Trust me. It'll wake you up. If it falls on you, I bet it would. Oh boy. Yikes. I, I'd wiggle, I'd wiggle and get myself out of there. Something quick. You never seen a fat man run like, like me. If something squiggly <laughs> got on me, but anyway, we, we eventually stopped spraying alcohol into the hole because at this point we thought the hole was too big. And we didn't want to empty all of our alcohol. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta have it for yourself there. Yeah, you, know? you gotta
1: sanitize your hands with that stuff. That man. way you
0: can drink enough of it to be able to sleep knowing there's a hole. snake in your house. So
1: Right. That anyway, kind of
0: alcohol. The snake is isn't uh still hasn't left, and we're thinking about closing the hole. So oh, yeah. p- please put this on the show, Igor from yeah, France. Close okay. the hole. Don't close that hole. Open it close up. Close the hole. Find the snake. Pull it out and kill it. That's what you do.
1: <laughs> Did I tell you about the snake I found in the the ceiling here at the school? No. Oh um, I don't know what it is with snakes and ceilings for me, but Goodness. I was walking through the hall and I look up one of the ceiling tiles was removed, and there's a snake looking down at me. I mean, it wasn't as big as the one in my attic, but he's just looking down. I'm like, I'm gonna catch that guy. And so I get a ladder and I put on some gloves because I didn't want to touch the snake. Ugh. And I, I reach up there to grab it. And he just like, like he's not even, he just slides backwards. You know, his little head sticking but him. He just not, slides backwards. He's not even worried about he's you. Like, I'm not worried. And he go, it disappears. So somewhere in the attic of our Ugh. school, there's a snake.
0: Oh, I or hate not, snakes. Or not. I hate, hate them so much. <laughs> I just do. I, oh, uh, oh, uh, gosh, I hate snakes. They just all need to die. Uh, John, read us a story about not a tarantula.
1: Not a tarantula. It comes to us from Travis in California. Hey, James and John, this is Travis from California. Love the show. Keep up the great, clean comedy. I have a story for you. I was about 12 years old. One day we were having a family movie night. Love them. I love family movies. My favorite time. Yeah,
0: we do do those too. Every Friday. Once a week.
1: Pizza and a movie. That's the way we do it. Yep,
0: yep. Same here.
1: Well, I went to the bathroom to relieve myself, not the potty, mind you, the no, bathroom.
0: No, no, mom's needed.
1: Bob wasn't with me because I knew that I was 12. Um, as I stood at the toilet, I looked over and there was a huge scorpion in the stink- sink. Uh, I ran out of the bathroom uh, in a panic, yelled,
0: mom, there's a tarantula in the bathroom.
1: Now, I do have to say, I, I was a little prankster as a kid and both my parents said, yeah, right. My mom finally got up and went in the bathroom, and there was this huge scorpion, just as I had described. My mom screamed and yelled for my dad, correcting me, telling him it was, in fact, a scorpion. (laughs) My dad came in, took some tweezers, grabbed the scorpion by the tail. My dad dropped it in the toilet and flushed. To this day, I'm now 35, I still look under the toilet lid to make sure I don't get stung. Hope you like my story.
0: Yeah, it's because he's afraid that the scorpion's going to come up through the water. Yeah. Climb up the side and then sting your butt. And that's exactly what I would be afraid of and would never use that bathroom ever again.
1: That's why you have to burn scorpions.
0: Yes, with fire. Uh, Put them Mm -hmm. in a microwave, even. You know, just anything, (laughs) anything you can do to just turn them into a flaming husk of their former self.
1: (laughs) Put them in the barbecue grill.
0: Yeah. They Right along with all your snakes. Just right there. <laughs>
1: Gosh.
0: <laughs> all right, Um. I'm bad. This one's called The Bad Suggestion. It's from Rachel from Virginia. Hi, James and John. A few episodes ago, I mentioned that my family attends a Baptist church led by the father and son Buzz bachelors. I do remember that story. Yes. Well, I often help set up church for special events, a.k.a. excuses for potlucks. And one time, I wish I hadn't. So I had finished decorating tables, Mm. and I walked into the church kitchen to find the senior pastor's wife making sweet tea. Did I mention this was a Baptist church? We did. We we struck up a conversation, and I noted our limited variety of drinks, and innocently asked, "What, what if we serve pina coladas?" Now, before you call me a heathen, let me explain. As a child, my family attended a church in a different denomination where alcohol wasn't frowned upon. So I'm not mm. I'm not saying it was a regular practice, but at weddings and church outings, it wasn't unusual for the adults to have a glass or two of champagne. At weddings yeah. in particular, my friends and I would order the fizzy white drinks that tasted like coconut and pineapple sodas, not realizing they were alcoholic beverages. Well, in your case, they probably weren't. But anyway, uh, but among Baptists who rarely even mention the word alcohol frowned upon is an understatement.
1: This Mm. pastor's
0: wife, the essence of propriety itself stopped stirring the tea and stared at me with eyes wide open. You mean for church dinners? She asked. I nodded, not understanding her shocked expression. And after a bit of silence, she asked, do you know that that's got alcohol in it? John, I wished I had turned into a bat and flown away, but instead I didn't. Instead, all I could do was stupidly shake my head, Mm. mortified by this revelation. (laughs) The pastor's wife laid down her spoon and hooted with laughter at my naive ignorance. (laughs) As if that weren't bad enough, she proceeded to tell everyone who came into the kitchen about my drink suggestion. Mm -hmm. Sigh. Anyway, thanks oh, for man. reading this and my other stories on the show. Uh, quick question: Is there any reason you guys stopped playing songs at the beginning of the shows? Just wondering. Keep up the great work. God bless Rachel from Virginia. Yeah, we quit playing them because we didn't have the rights to do it.
1: So we don't want people to take our show away from us. Yeah, so we. Or so I we don't want
0: to. So sorry about that. Those those are old shows you're you're referencing there too. So
1: yeah, thanks, yeah. Thanks for listening time. to them. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's funny. You know, it's that that whole alcohol thing is is an an interesting thing about stuff with people.
0: Yeah, because sometimes, like I heard of a situation one time where some people, um, this this deacon was in the hospital and the people wanted to bless him. So they snuck into his house and they brought dinner over and kind of set up the table and everything like that. And part of doing this was opening his fridge where they found, um, some beers in there. And, oh, it was the biggest scandal in the world. Oh, yeah. And this guy was having a few beers. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. For, for some churches, it's a, it's a big no-no. I know with huge. Th- the assemblies of God, I'm not allowed to have alcohol. Um, right. So, and, and it's not a big deal for me anyway, because I'm, I don't drink anyway, whatever. I don't care. Um but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that big a deal if people do it with moderation. So
1: right, uh, indeed, that's the key. I've, I've been to churches that you know they use actual wine for the, uh, for the communion.
0: Yeah, so was my daughter. Uh, and so, it was quite a shock. <laughs> this has gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so not like it tastes good. Oh, so
1: wow. Well. I got a story from Robert Harrington, our friend out in Nevada. Um, this is not, that's not an ice cream truck. That's not. About three weeks ago, before the world started to end, an ice cream truck was making its rounds in my neighborhood. It was the first of the season. It took me back to when I was a kid. It also reminded me of a story my mom tells when we had moved to Okinawa, Japan in 1978. My dad was in the Air Force. I was five. It was a strange country, a strange culture, and we had to live off base for six months until a house became available on base. It must have been the first week we were there. My mom and I were at home watching the only English-speaking channel available when I heard the music of an ice cream truck. The twinkling music was different but unmistakable to a five-year-old. Longing for something familiar and comforting, ice cream, I cried. We hurried outside to find a small pink truck stopping at every house. My mom said, I'm sorry, it's not an ice cream truck. My mom was straight up lying to me. <laughs> ice cream truck, I screamed. She tried to explain that it was a garbage truck. Come to find out later that she was right. <laughs> we so never heard why they painted the garbage. Garbage truck pink and had them play music, <laughs> but apparently it was uh I was un- inconsolable. I was inconsolable for a- quite a while. That's weird, man. A, a pink a garbage truck that plays music.
0: Only in Okinawa, oh. man. Gonna- Okinawa.
1: And he says, "P.S. When the ice cream truck came down my street three weeks ago, I flagged it down and got two drumsticks, one for myself and one for my son. Take that, mom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then I flagged down the garbage truck." And I got one <laughs> banana peel for me and one trash bag for my son. Take that, mom. Half-eaten I <laughs> Just drove around the city in my brand new garbage truck. A pink garbage truck that plays music. That's weird. That is weird. Well, guys, that is all of our bonus stories that wouldn't fit into the show. Thank you so much for your support as a patron. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys next week right here, the same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you very much, John, for another great episode. Thanks, and, James. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, welcome to stories that we couldn't fit under the show where we tell stories that we couldn't fit on the show, even though this show was shorter and we could have fit more on the show. I don't know. I don't know Mm -hmm. me and john have theories we don't know really what happened but it it just did this one's from Steffi l she says i love your show i listen to it every thursday night before i go to bed and i really enjoy it actually i'm listening to it now wow awesome uh hopefully this story will make it on the show well kind of (laughs) okay it kind of made it on the show so, I, to begin with, I have seven brothers, and I'm the only girl. Oh, and, mercy. And we're all homeschooled. So, where does your son go to school?
1: Oh.
0: All right. Wow. So, seven brothers? Yeah. When I was 13, oh. me and my mom were folding laundry in the living room, and my 14-year-old brother came in with a book that I had really wanted to read for a while. So, I grabbed it from him, and he started chasing me. Now, where do you run when someone starts chasing you? I ran to my room. If I ran to my room he would come in and mess everything up. So I had no choice but to run into the bathroom. We had oh. an old house and uh, the doorknobs didn't lock, so my mom had gotten a hook and eye latch, You know, mm. hook and eye latch. Yeah, yeah, a
1: little hook, yeah. Usually you see them on like a screen door or right. something going out.
0: Yeah, or a shed door or something like that. Not usually in the house, but you know, it's homeschool life, that's how they roll. Anyway, yeah. so I ran in the bathroom and I put my hand up to lock the door. Bad idea. So, my brother came and he pushes on the door, and my ring finger on my right hand got caught between the lock and the door and literally ah. smashed it flat. <laughs> I screamed, and my mom oh, came my yelling at like me. me for screaming. And she looked at my finger and was like, Oh, that's why you're screaming. Okay. Oh, I had broken my finger. That's why. Right at the beginning of the fingernail. Oh. So it looked like it bent where it wasn't supposed to bend. Oh, I, it's always better to read these than to have to listen to them. So I'm, yeah. I'm like totally fine. So we went to oh. the ER <laughs> and literally yeah. sat there for four hours before the doctor even looked at it. And by then mm-hmm. I'm in tears. Flocking. It hurt so bad. Anyway, they fixed it up in like eight hours after mm-hmm. we got there and we finally got to go home. But that's not the worst mm-hmm. part. The worst, the part? worst part. I am dangerously allergic to poison ivy, and about oh, th- no. and about three weeks before I broke my finger, I got poison ivy. My eyes swelled shut, and I was covered in poison ivy, uh. so I missed church for three weeks, and I couldn't uh-huh. go outside, so I was stuck inside for three weeks. And so mm. it, it was on Wednesday when I broke my finger, and I was finally going to be able to go to church that night, and I broke my finger at like three in the afternoon, so church was out. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Oh, man. Homeschool life. (laughs) It's the only place you can go. I I need to interact with some people. I need some social. I want to see other people that don't look like me. No, Uh, (laughs) No, I broke my finger. I have seven brothers, for the love of God. Help me. (laughs) So so to make it worse, when I, I got to the hospital, I was covered in scabs from the poison ivy. So Uh so as a 13-year-old girl, I was very embarrassed. Anyway, Uh. it was an awful day. But a year later, my brother broke his own finger on a lawnmower. So I guess (laughs) we're even. (laughs) I guess. I hope this story wasn't too long or confusing. I (laughs) love your show. Uh, Thanks for reading this. Steffi Bell. So there you go. Steffi.
1: Uh, first of all, I'm sorry that she has seven brothers. Yeah, goodness. Seven. I mean, I guess she's going to be well cared for and and, and stuff, but.
0: Yeah, oh. I, w- I wouldn't want to be the boyfriend that shirks her for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to have seven guys. Breaks her little heart. Up. Yeah. Ugh.
1: But they'll do it in a very respectful way because homeschoolers are always respectful.
0: Is that right?
1: Yeah, okay. well, most of the ones I interact with are, so.
0: Most of them have weapons, access to weapons that I
1: know. <laughs> That's true. It's <from>, so. <laughs> true, they hunt. <laughs> How about uh, going hunt? because he shoots animals. I don't, I'll never do that. Um,
0: but I'll no. eat them. I'll eat them, no problem there. <laughs> uh, it's great.
1: Oh, boy. I got a story from Emily. And I love this story. Let me read it to you. This story takes place the day after my husband proposed to me. Aww. We were driving back to my house with the radio on a country music station after our first walk in the park as fiancé and fiancé. He pulled out some gum and offered me a piece. Before I could answer, he said, I always feel awkward about offering you gum because I want you to be able to have a piece if you want one but I don't want you to feel like I'm only offering it because I think your breath smells bad. It doesn't. <laughs> then he said, do you want some gum? He paused. Then I said, and oh, I'm sorry, he paused and then added, I like your breath except in an attempt to be cute. He, he made the word breath plural. I like your breaths. He said, <laughs> and it sounded exactly like it sounded. Uh, and <laughs> like he was talking about my puppy warmers <laughs> referring to another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like your breaths I like your b-
0: oh, gosh breaths breaths never in my life
1: and I see I'm getting embarrassed <laughs> I know
0: I don't want to just say it anymore
1: <laughs> no never in my life have I seen him look more appalled than he did in that moment his <laughs> eyes grew wide his face turned bright red bright <laughs> red and then he began muttering breath breath I meant breath I like your breath breath I breathe." breathe. His embarrassment at his accidentally inappropriate comments sent me laughing so hard I could barely catch my breath. I laughed and laughed all the way home and didn't stop until a minute or two after he had parked the car in front of my house. As I finally stopped laughing, all was silent for a split second. And then the voice of Alison Krauss came through the radio singing, you say it best when you say nothing at all. (laughs) We looked at each other and he turned red all over again and I burst out laughing all over again. It's been a little over a year since that day, and my husband still keeps me laughing by accidentally saying dumb stuff. I, thank you. <laughs> I can relate so well with that.
0: I like your breaths.
1: Oh. I like your breaths. <laughs> I wonder what his mamaw would say about that. <laughs> <laughs> mamaw. That was last week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Thanks for not making me say mammal.
0: Yeah, exactly. You guys should weave in stuff that you want John to say, and I'll make sure he has to say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mama, I like your breaths.
0: Uh, Kyle Kennedy writes, the first memory I have is of playing with my friends in preschool. Looking back on the things that my friends and I did, were they were just stupid. But at the time, they seemed to be the coolest things ever. Uh, a, a simple example of the stupidity that ensued as a child is one time I was playing with my friends decided you could slide down the larger of the two playground slides on your back. And if you did that, that you would be cool. And so stupid me decides let's slide down like we're cool then. So mm-hmm. so logical. it would make sense if the slides were not made of metal back then and they... <laughs> They didn't have pointy (laughs) bottoms. I distinctly remember when I reached the bottom of the slide, a horde of teachers came running to me asking if I was all right. I'm surprised they didn't just flip end over end. But at the time, I still hadn't noticed the blood flowing from the back of my head. So I I thought I'd only bump my head on the bottom of the slide. As such, I nonchalantly started rubbing my head to show that I was fine and there was nothing there but a bump. But then I looked at my hand my hand was a mess yeah. of red at that point. Yeah. It, it didn't take me long to figure out that I had hit yeah. my head on the pointy bottom part of the slide, and it slit okay. a portion of my head clean oh, open. Geez, come on. Do I you have to say slit clean slit open? Slit clean, clean open. Some something different. <laughs> Cleanly. <laughs> Why are you reading all the pain stories? I don't know. It's, it's, it's accidental. I promise you. I, I
1: promise you it probably I, isn't.
0: <laughs> I immediately started to cry. <laughs> As I'm would crying. be expected, <laughs> but not because of the pain. I was crying <laughs> because I had just gotten a new shirt. And at this point, oh. it had become stained and red by the obscene amounts of blood pouring from <laughs> my skull. Kyle Kennedy. Kyle, if you're going to cry, cry about your shirt. That's that's the right that's thing to right. cry about. No, you need to okay. care about pain. It's my shirt. It's my shirt. It's my outfit. It's very... Mm. Anyway.
1: Look, oh, I, I just don't like blood.
0: I don't like kids anymore either. I've, <laughs> seriously, I've decided that kids only have two kinds of stories, okay? Because I do Red School Bus with my son, and they only have two kinds of stories. One of them is gross stories, like dogs yeah. eating their own puke and poop and stuff. And then they have pain stories, like this one.
1: Pain stories.
0: Because yeah. that's, that's the only things that stick out in their mind, is when they broke something or, or something fell off. Or something got slit clean open. You know, Uh, it's the the only stories that they have. They don't have these little cute party stories around the house that one time my dog did this cute thing and made this noise and it was just so hilarious. And my boyfriend did that. They don't have boyfriends. They don't have stories like that. They don't have anything. So it's either it's either gross or or painful and oftentimes both. So, yeah, that's what I'm decided.
1: And it's because it's all about the reaction with kids, I think, right? Yeah, they they don't care about the story; they want to see what you're going to do about the story they tell you. So. Yeah,
0: that too. I think I think it's that it, too.
1: Because I'm sure that Ke- Kyle didn't think it was funny getting his head slid open.
0: No, but but it's it's the only story mm-hmm. he's got. You know, he just <laughs> he doesn't have any other kind. With
1: the, preschool story, man.
0: With with the adults, you get I got I got a story about getting shot with a camera. A kid would never tell that story because he would still be traumatized by being shot yeah. by a camera. My dad was mean to me. <laughs> I didn't want the banana, but yeah. he gave it to me, and now
1: I understand.
0: So a child would never come forward with that story ever until he got old enough to realize how ridiculous it was. So instead, it's I was running around the corner, and my teeth caught my fall, you know, and my teeth fell out. Oh, and, and, you know. That was literally a story on the last red school bus is this really? kid fell and caught oh. her fall on her teeth. And one of ah. them came out. The other one cracked in half and she had to, her, her dentist suggested to the parents to stick it back in the hole. Ah! Ah! That
1: sounds very familiar.
0: Ah. Yeah. But anyway, I think I might know that kid. They didn't do that. Well, they didn't do that. Well,
1: I've got a story from Ben Kaufman in Bozeman, Montana. Awesome. Let me just say, I started following somebody on TikTok who's from Montana. She's a farmer mm-hmm. and she takes these incredible pictures, but Montana is an awesome state. So, I'm just going to say that. Awesome. So, Bozeman is, I don't even know where that's at. Props I think it's to the- Montana. Montana. Yeah, here we go. So, my family and I were driving across the country, which pretty much is anywhere in Montana. <laughs> Across the country is a huge state. Um, and then we had to stay in a hotel for the night. We decided to go swimming and we were delighted to find that we were the only ones in the pool, in the pool room. Oh, the, You know, in Montana, I, I know this because I've been to Billings and when we went swimming there, they keep their pools inside these big buildings. Uh-huh. Like that's attached because that way they can climate control it and you can go swimming anytime uh. because being able to swim is, is important. You know, because, hmm. you know, other times of the year, it's just too cold and stuff. So. Oh, okay. so, they were the only ones in the pool room. And soon we found out why. There was a giant spider guarding the bottom of the pool, <laughs> making sure no one came into his domain. Ugh. There was a hot tub, so we decided to go for that instead. Once we sat down in the hot tub, our heads were eye level with the floor. About two feet away, there was another large spider. Nope,
0: nope, nope. No staring into our souls.
1: <laughs> it was a little bit startling. But me being the dad and protector of my family decided to take matters into my own hands. No, I splashed the water on the spider. It started running in circles like (laughs) a cheetah with five legs, very fast. When it finally stopped, it was still only three feet away. So I squashed it, splashed it again, sorry. I started running in circles again. This time, instead of stopping, (sighs) the grotesque demon spider ran Right over to the entrance of the hot tub.
0: Oh, oh. And hopped up, <laughs> hopped, <laughs> it in. hopped in. It went. Just hopped in. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You didn't like me. I, li- I like. y'all. I'm here. I'm gonna
1: put one of my eight legs around each one of oh. you. <laughs> oh, I hate spiders. Just, there was. Uh, I'm not a big fan either. They kind of are gross. Uh, and in Montana, they're probably huge. Yeah. But since yeah. there's only one entrance to the hot tub, we all screamed and <laughs> climbed up the walls together. Where are you guys going? Tub. Hey, hey. Hey, I just want to be here with you. Well, uh, we gave up on swimming that night and went back to our room to watch TV. Yes. P.S. Love your show. Ben Kaufman. Hope this makes Oof. it
0: on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, He didn't say that. I just wanted to ring the bell.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, I'm not a big fan. Biters.
0: no 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 i don't like them i don't like nothing to do with them around here though the most popular kind of bug that we get are these um uh, centipedes with these long oh, yeah. bristly legs and they are dumb as bricks you know how ro- roaches <laughs> roaches are smart when you turn on the lights or get close to them they run man they run that's right these centipedes they They just just, sense your shoe they just stand there you you can take your time and go find something properly to hit them with (laughs) because they will wait they're like oh you're gonna kill me great that is exactly what i had on my on my schedule today was to be killed on this wall and and they will wait for you and, uh, yeah
1: they've got a hundred legs you think they'd be faster
0: yeah I always expect them to just do this big wiggle dance out out of the way but they yeah. never do they always just wait there silently like they've accepted their fate yeah
1: mm, I've been spotted I'm going to die it's just, just go out with a flare part
0: of my life well guys those are the stories that we couldn't fit on the show um thank you for listening and thank you for supporting this podcast without yes. you there would be no podcast. And so we appreciate all of your support and uh, we we will see you guys next week so take care bye thanks, thanks John bye everybody games. Thanks, thanks.